I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're talking with Colin Wilson of the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin one, he's a good friend of the station. He's got a lot of pieces up at theactionnetwork.com right now. Uh, Colin, good morning. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning for having me. And, and if I'm talking college football in February, then it's a good day. <laughs> God, no, no kidding, man. We we are we're pretty jacked. I, I I'm kind of tired of the storyline of where the Pac-12's football games are going to be broadcast because it's like. You know, everybody's arguing about different things, and I just I, I think this season for the Pac-12, from a football standpoint, I don't know if they have a playoff team. I know we can talk about that, get your thoughts, Colin, but I think from a football standpoint, this is probably the deep. It feels like it's the deepest conference, or at least it's the best quarterback conference we have in college football this coming season. I think it's going to be the most exciting. And you're talking to a guy that graduated from an SEC school, a guy that's an SEC homer. I think this is the most exciting conference in football coming up. I think Pac-12 after dark is something that you're not going to want to miss. The question for the Pac-12 over the years has been, does anybody good enough to compete at the national level? I would argue that there are at least five teams that could go to the playoff and win a playoff game out of this conference this year. Yeah, Colin Wilson's our guest here, Action Network. I, I think you're right on that. I think the thing we worry about out West is we've had some seasons where there's some maybe a team, maybe two, maybe three, but for the most part they end up just like cannibalizing themselves. It's been the Pac-12's biggest problem aside from just being inconsistent. Like when they have good teams, we cannibalize ourselves too much and we can never get to that point of getting to the playoff. We haven't had a playoff team since Washington in 2016. You've got a lot of interesting pieces up, and one that caught my eye in particular was the one where you talked about home field advantage. And the school, surprisingly, when I read this article, the school you lead with is my alma mater, a school that had a half stadium last year and now has a full stadium this year. So walk us through, for people who haven't seen that article yet, and you can find it at Colin's Twitter account and actionnetwork.com, just the, 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 the thought process of home field advantage and how you kind of figure out what team is going to have the biggest home field advantage versus how they stack up versus other teams. Yeah, and there's no slide on anybody else that does college football power ratings, but everybody just adds two and a half points to home field advantage and assumes that because I'm playing in Ypsilanti, Michigan versus playing in Corvallis, Oregon, it's going to be two and a half points of advantage. That's not exactly true. There are teams that beat Vegas oddsmakers on a consistent basis at home. So my thinking years ago was, shouldn't I be rewarding the teams that absolutely cover the spread all the time at home because they're the ones that oddsmakers obviously cannot get it right about what they're able to do at home. So what I did is I took a 10-year and 3-year sample set, did a lot of math equations with it, and I balanced it out to see 
who are the short and long-term teams that you just can't keep up with when they play at home. And, you know, the thinking behind that is, is you could get a hot coach come in, they could have a couple good years. So you can't base this on that. And then maybe odds makers give too much home field advantage to high elevation to the Air Forces and the Colorado States of the world. Well, all that matters is the point spread. And if you consistently beat it, you should be rewarded by having more home field advantage. When you look at the case of Oregon State, who, you know, extremely up at the top, which I know the last three-year sample set is because of Jonathan Smith, right? You have probably, you know, the most biggest rising coach in all of the Pac-12. He will soon be probably somewhere else. But over a 10-year sample, it's proven out that Oregon State is one of the toughest places to play. So what's the argument against this? Because Reister is under construction. Only half the stadium was it was allowed to have seating this year, right? And I think, you know, when the AD came out and said, we are going to have fans closer to the field than anywhere in college football, I'm thinking, like, well, at Oklahoma State, they're already literally almost on the field. But uh, they have created an environment. And I've been to Corvallis. I love it. Uh, but I don't know if it's the red wine. I don't know if it's uh, what's going on in the tailgate scene, but uh, they have covered the spread. I, I, it's a crazy number. It's like 64 to 70% over the last three and 10 years. And that makes this a really tough place to play. And, and you hear that all the time about Pac-12 teams that go there. Weird things happen in Corvallis. No, really, they just have an environment that's tough to play in. What always helps when you can major in beer at a university? You can literally major in beer at Oregon State. Uh, Go Beavs. The other article that caught my attention, we, you know, the recruiting rankings and how high school recruiting in the early period now and the late period uh, has become maybe less influential than traditional, and the transfer portal has taken over, and you've got a piece on – uh, how to assess the transfer portal assets and returning production uh, and for the uh, the Pac-12 schools, especially with uh, so many teams that, that have uh, veteran squads, a lot of quarterbacks uh, returning. The Pac-12 looks like it's going to be back to Pac-12U. Uh, maybe if you can shed a little bit of light on just kind of how this figures into assessing uh, these preseason rankings for teams, especially in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think it's a really complicated process when you want to look at what we call experience or returning production. But there's a, the transfer portal has taken over college football the last two years. That this isn't simply how did your recruiting class go and who did you bring in through the portal? Because the way we used to do off-season adjustment on teams was, well, if you pass for 4,000 yards and you bring back 4,000 yards, then you get all your full credit for your passing yards. It's not like that anymore, and USC was a prime example last year. The two teams that brought in more players than anybody in the entire transfer portal last year was USC and LSU. They brought in boatloads of players. But the problem is that some of those players didn't have you know yards, passing yards, tackles, whatever. They didn't have it because maybe they sat out a year for COVID. Maybe Caleb Williams only played six games for Oklahoma before he came over. So the stats... There was, a, there was a flaw in the way we did it from the transfer portal from a stat perspective. So what you have to do now is, is you have to bring in the actual grade that's assigned to that player and say, well, this is how much I should be bumping up. What is your, and it's a baseball term, it's called value over replacement player. So the 12th quarterback in the Pac-12, how does this quarterback come in and how does he go on the scale and how many points should I assign 
So I've, you know, I've veered or waited a little bit less about how many yards are coming back and how many tackles are coming back and put in how much portal talent is coming into your place because no one could have guessed how good USC did last year and nobody guessed that LSU was going to be in the SEC championship game. Uh, this is Colin Wilson, our guest of the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin, two L's, and the number one. You can find it. He's great work at the Action Network. He's been on the fan many a year, and, and we're big fans of him, so we wanted to talk some college football. He's got a lot of pieces up right now on college football in the upcoming season. As it pertains to the Pac-12, Colin, who right now in February, and this you know, it's going to always change depending on information and just how you feel in August, who right now would be your pick to win the conference? My pick to win the conference would be Washington. I, I And I hate to say this, but their schedule is way tougher than it was last year. Last year they had some breaks where they dodged some of the good teams. They don't get that fortunate. They're just not going to be that fortunate this year with their schedule. It is going to be a bit tougher, but they do grade out for me having the highest conference wins and the highest number of total wins at 10.6, which I haven't gone through in like, I'm trying to tell everybody, like, you don't understand what Kalen DeBoer's got there because the defense is going to pick up the slack. This is already the fifth most efficient offense, and they return everybody. This was already the second best in finishing drives. That's how many points you score past the 40. And they get all of that back. The problem is Utah, Oregon, and USC return almost as much on offense and their win totals are within one of that, right? There are all those names that I, you know, I've got Oregon at 9.8 wins. I got Utah at 10.1 wins. This conference is stacked, but Washington is going to be my pick. You just can't get over how I think Kalen DeBoer is the most underrated coach in the conference, maybe in the nation. I think of Michael Penix Jr., who is uh, fifth or sixth year. It's one of those. It's, he's been around for a while, uh, but that is definitely my pick. When you talk about uh, the conference and those win totals being so packed, is there what are the opportunities? We always see that. We see the cannibalization of a, the depth of the Pac-12, and rarely does it give you that team that can get through at 13 and one or 12 and 0 or whatever, and and be because it seems like the Pac-12 team has to go undefeated, or you can have one road loss to a, a top-ranked team to get into the playoff. You, you mentioned there's plenty of teams you think could win a playoff game. Is there a team, what's the likelihood that the Pac-12 can produce no less than a one-loss champion and, and be in the playoff pool? Yeah, that's where the, the problem is, is, that most of these teams play each other. I think, off, straight off my memory, I think Washington State is the one team that dodges a couple of the big boys at the top of the Pac-12 board in their scheduling. And now that they've done away with the divisions, it's really all about can you qualify for that number two seed? Uh, it doesn't even matter if you can win the you know regular season conference. It matters if you get that two seed so you can go play for the conference championship. If there was a long shot team that I was going to put out there, it would probably be Oregon State. And the reason is because while everybody else wants to play this, uh, you know, four verticals downfield kind of offense, I think it's completely underrated bringing DJU in there and having what is going to be a heavy rush based with one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, you're getting almost all your offensive linemen back. And what DJ does on the ground was something that nobody in the ACC could stop. Yes, there are things about his passing game that are in there, but Jonathan Smith is going to he, – he runs a very lean, mean offense that is ball control. He's not going to let USC have the ball that very much. If they didn't have four turnovers against USC, they beat USC last year. So now you've upgraded at certain positions. If there's a long shot, it would definitely be Oregon State for me. 
Uh, last one for you, Colin, because we're against it. Um, I don't want to spend the entire time on Pac-12, though I could. I, I did want to ask you about one of the articles you put out. And I, I, you know, I, I know you put out pieces like this throughout the year. You're looking for good odds mixed with team you really think can do it. You have an article about LSU and your belief in LSU. They have great odds right now. But I think what many out here would probably say, and you, you, you said it at the top, you said you're, you know, you're an SEC honk, you're an SEC country. Uh, explain to us on the West Coast how anybody is stopping Georgia because Georgia feels like the new Alabama and your pick outside of Georgia and Bama and the SEC to win it all. Uh, that one stuck out to me a little bit. Yeah, they uh, Georgia only returns 57% on their offense. Their big tight end, Darnell Washington, who is the reason one of the reasons they destroyed TCU, he's gone. Stetson Bennett is gone. There's a huge quarterback battle that's going to be happening. They, Georgia has a lot of things to figure out, and you know, that, that is conducive to dropping a game. And they lost a lot on defense for a second consecutive year. So how do you beat them? A team like LSU is not just Jaden Daniels coming back at quarterback. They have two quarterbacks behind him that have game experience that are just as good, that can play. Uh, and then once you get past that, all of their offensive linemen were true freshmen or sophomores last year. They all come back. And as Oregon State fans know, Omar Spate took off through the portal, and he is now the top linebacker for the LSU defense. Uh, if you're looking for depth in the, in the depth chart and you're looking for experience, uh, that team that's going to terrorize everybody is going to be LSU. Yeah, good stuff, man. Colin Wilson, he's one of our favorites at the Action Network on Twitter, at underscore Colin1. Uh, he's got a lot of really good college football pieces, and it's it's never too early for us. Spring football, it may be snow and ice here in the Portland metro area, but there's uh, spring is around the corner. Colin, we always are appreciative of the time you give us, and we'd love to get you back on once spring football is kind of underway and touch basis on uh, the, the, the wonderful sport that is college uh, football. So thanks for hopping on with, uh, hopping on with us this morning. Love being on. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.